Welcome to a Burden for the Times podcast. Three brothers that take on big topics in order to decipher what is bona fide truth, what is just bogus, and what is biblical. Join us as the Burden brothers have clarifying conversations about our current culture and race relations. And here is your host, Adrian Burden. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We have come off a series that we have just done, a very personal series, very unique of any of the podcast episodes that we have done in the past. So if you are kind of having an itch for philosophy and back to the conversations we normally have, well, today is probably going to leave you not disappointed whatsoever. We're going to be asking this question, are you for real? We're kind of piggybacking a little bit more on the artificial intelligence type um, conversation and expanding it a little bit more. And maybe this will be a conversation where we think to ourselves, hmm, what's going to happen? And we find out we don't really know, but it's still an awesome topic to be able to discuss for just a little bit of time together. Uh, But before we get started into the heavy stuff, let's start with just a surface question. Here's a question for you both. Since we are in currently when we are recording and releasing this episode, we are in the dead of summer and it is hot in Virginia. Uh, Anton, Charlotte, what what is it like around there? Oh, it's hot and the air quality is terrible. Oh, it's air quality, the humidity. Aaron, what about Baltimore? I mean, it has just been brutal oh, here. It's ridiculous. I saw a meme that had like this uh, orange fog around and it's like Baltimore in the summer. <laughs> and it's just like a, one person walking through this like orange fog. <laughs> It's very real. It's 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 insane. And so here here is the question then as it relates to summer. If you had to give up one or the other, give up air conditioning for the rest of your life or give up the internet for the rest of your life, which would it be? So I'm tying in the two of our 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 not only our season of the year, but also our topic as well, if we talk about the internet and all these things. So actually let's make it even heating and air. Heating and air, giving up the rest of your life or the internet. Anton, start with you. The internet. I said that's. that's <laughs> oh wow! No, that's a, a no brainer, uh, man. Like, dude, I, 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 I can I, read. I'm okay. <laughs> I'll read from my air conditioned penthouse. You can. <laughs> you can surf the web. It's okay. <laughs> I I don't know if I can be with you on that one, man. I. I... <laughs> I'd have to get creative, you know, get some fans going with some ice blowing through it and create my own version of it. But Aaron, what about you? I was on uh, air conditioning, but when you said heat and air, no, it was that's giving up. I can't do cold, so I don't <laughs> I don't mind at all. If you just said air, I can figure that out. I can go sit by the pool. I mean, we have I can get some cold drinks. I can go sit out under some in some shade. Like there's a lot of things I can do. I mean, it would be hard to sleep. I'm not gonna lie, but if you say heat, nah, I can't do cold. So, <laughs> well, in y'all's world, then obviously Hawaii would be probably the most expensive property by far in the United States. Obviously, it already probably is, but probably on another level, if that were the case, because everybody be looking for that perfect temperature. Guys, I, I you know, I, I I'm gonna have to be the Lone Ranger on this one, man. I. That's that's the connectivity and everything else like that. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. But anyway, so we live in a blessed country, I guess, because I, I in Honduras we didn't have heating. Well, we didn't need heating um, most of the time. But but the air, I guess, you just 
you know, I'm not saying get used to it because I, I I remember when we got back to a place that had air conditioning, it was, you know, a blessed thing, but I don't know. You get used to it. I don't know. They say you get used to it. No, I didn't get used to it, but I hear you can get used to it (laughs) from others who have done it before. But anyway, well, just a thought just before we get started. So um, Aaron, I want you to do this, kind of give us a little bit of the purview of where we're going about. Are you for real? We're going through some different type of realities and stuff. This might be a little bit heavy philosophical the way that I'm looking at it. I have a tendency to overthink things. Um, But from where your perspective is, where are we going with this? And then kind of lay out the different realities that we see. All right. So just in case people don't know, this is the moment where all of us brothers are going to get to pick a topic. And so my topic that I wanted to talk about right now, I'm teaching a digital direction class in a workshop at our church on Wednesday nights. And so we're walking through some of these things. And so these are the kind of questions that I'm asking myself. So where I want to go is the question would be, are you for real? And looking at with all the different realities. So right now we have augmented reality, virtual reality. We have, um, and both of my brothers understand, I sent them a, vi- a link to a video from MKBHD, one of the YouTubers talking about how even now our cameras are, again, helping us see reality, whether it be a phone that um, takes a picture, take a picture of the moon. And instead of it having the moon, it just goes ahead and uses AI to put a real picture of the moon there. So all the photos come out quality. Um, I'm talking to one of the ladies that does hiring in one of the, in the workshop that I'm teaching. And she said in the hiring process, they get photos, uh, photos from people that are clipped with their information. And then she's like, she looks at the photo of the person and then the person comes in the room and she's like, this is not even the same person <laughs> because <laughs> the the filter or whatever, the camera, they use their phone camera to take a, a photo and it's not even them. And so the definition of reality is the world or the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. And so then you've got what augmented reality, which is a technology that superimposes a computer generated image on a user's view of the world of the real world, thus providing a composite view. So you've got augmented reality and you have virtual reality where it's the use of computer modeling and simulation that enables a person to interact with an artificial three-dimensional 3D visual or other sensory, sensory environment. So you've got all these different realities when the actual definition of reality is the world or state of things as they actually exist. And I guess the question I want to pose to us is, are we living in a world and the way it actually exists? Or are we try- are we not living in a world, but are we trying to make a world that doesn't actually exist anywhere other than in our minds and our devices? And so just one of the um, conversations I wanted to have, especially with the Apple Vision Pro coming out and like the VR headsets and those kind of things, like what is reality actually looking like now in our society? Does that make sense? It makes sense to me, and I know we're going to go a lot of different directions, so I'm going to go actually ahead of you a little bit and make this statement, and then I think it's going to kind of develop as I kind of go through if you go through these thoughts, and I am going to come back to it's all going to determine upon your view of God. Like, And I know it's like here I am being the spiritual, being ethereal about this, but when we get into this, Anton, I know you're going to have comments about these Aaron's breakdown. I mean, I understand where we're going with the conversation as far as are we actually living in a real reality or whatever it is of what we've seen around us. But I guess I look at the word reality. It is like the only that's the word of state. 
that things actually exist, right? So no matter what word you add to it, it's still, it's not real. Augment, it's not real, okay? Virtual, it's not real. It's kind of like the idea of truth. What is truth? Well, truth is that which we know to be, which I would say that is God's standard. That's what God says truth is. Well, people say, well, you told a half truth. No, 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 no. There's no half truth, okay? It's truth. You know, like you, you just, we can add in our versions of it. We can have our iterations of what we think truth is, but there's truth. And no matter what you say about it, that's just what it is. So when I look at this whole reality, as long as when we go into this discussion, the augmented, the virtual, and then no matter how real it gets, then when we talk about artificial intelligence and how real it makes it, there's there's only a reality. You know, the person's face is what the person's face look like. It doesn't really matter how you change it. So the thing is, are we going to live in a world, and I guess this is where I think the conversation is going, is are we going to live in a world where we are okay with being duped into an alternate reality of what is actually going on? Anton, comments, anything you want to add to as we before we get into this cultural conversation? I would say that, as you just said, adding anything before reality is something that bothers me because I do think, again, you were bringing up truth and the concept of your truth and so many other things to me are, are building on this idea of changing the way that we changing the world to where there's no facts. There is no actual reality. There is no truth, which I think is antithetical to, again, to building a strong society, antithetical to the Bible. And I think it is um, harmful. Now, if we're talking about just, again, the toys in their own space, <laughs> I think that is fine. I, I don't think if you have a VR headset, it's the end of the world <laughs> or that these video games will destroy the minds of the young people. I, I, I'm not going to go there. But I think, again, the, the terminology and a lot of the ways that we are, that they're being promoted, like Aaron said to me, just like the moon uh, thing that's in, in that video. And there's so many, even in the hiring process, if you work for a government or anything else, that are shady in a way that again i think can be problematic to society gotcha aaron do you think it's dangerous when we start playing with reality itself like it's just like when you when you tinker with other aspects that are i don't know more neutral or um but we start messing with the metaphysical of like truth i mean it's kind of like somebody messing with the bible right god says hey don't mess with my words you know don't add don't subtract because this is truth this is matters, right? And so do you think with reality, the 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 bending of it has bigger results than just like, you know, other inventions and things that are of the past? I think when we start to confuse the two, that's where Ooh. the problem comes in. Because I think okay. like yeah. right now, me playing Call of Duty, I do not confuse Call of Duty with reality. <laughs> that's right. Great. That's I a great play, example. I, I'm not saying that other parents or people don't want to play Call of Duty because of whatever reasons, but I'm there's never been a moment where I've played Call of Duty and laid up in the middle of the night and like, oh man, somebody lost, my buddy lost his life. And I'm not making light of anyone who's lost um, loved ones in the military. So please don't hear that. But I'm just saying, I know that this is just a game. Like I, we have a, me and Tavian sometimes play a hunting game, um, big hunts or whatever the name of the game is. I don't confuse that with real life. I know that this is just a dumb game that me and Tavian play and we go out in the woods, so to speak. And, but it, when we start moving the line to we are getting confused about what is real life and what is not. Um, I don't know if you guys, I read the book recently because people kept recommending it. Ready player one. Mm, and yeah. just talking oh. about like in that book, these people actually live in these virtual spaces and it's not just being confused. Like 
that's where that in their in their minds that is that is life and i don't man, i could be wrong we could be living there in the next uh couple of decades but i don't foresee that going to be the way we interact with everything but i just know once we start getting to a place where we can get them confused that's the part that makes me nervous interesting I, yeah go ahead piggyback okay uh, this is where i would again just where where i think we're going to differ opinion wise is that i think a lot of people obviously in our generation, we played video games. And this is the difference between video games and augmented reality. I don't think people put enough confidence in the English language that it does have a profound effect, the difference between playing a game and going into a different reality. And I think you see that if you really dig into the numbers on social media. Because social media, and you brought up Ready Player One, I, I like Ready Player One and Ready Player Two, is that entire concept of when you think of social media, these people do actually confuse these friends for friends. Yeah. We have changed the narrative of what used to be online and in person. And I would say dating apps have helped that as well. And I would say, again, the, the concepts of augmented reality or virtual reality, all these VR experiences, it's like you can be on a spaceship and pretend you're in the space station. I do think it's different than when we used to say, I'm going to play the game of Mario. No one ever really tried to convince you that Mario was real. He wasn't part of your real life. Just like now, it's like you can wear the glasses and, and you can, you know, bump your head on actual blocks while you're walking down the street or something like that. See, that's different. It's fundamentally different because Mario was a separate category from our day-to-day life. And you, you brought Call of Duty, you had to put Call of Duty in that same, same space that now trying to combine the two, most people do not have. And I think social media kind of proves that by numbers, the cognitive ability to distinguish once you put things that are kind of real and kind of fake together. Because is Tim really my friend is a philosophical question that requires a lot more thought process than, well, he accepted my friend request. And I think we've lost that ability, that cognitive ability to really differentiate between two things. I think those are excellent observations as we're getting ready to get started. But uh, wow, you took it in a different way, Aaron. I I think the quote of the day, when you start saying when we confuse the two, and then Anton even even adding more to it that these are two separate spaces. Like, I don't know if that was actually a disagreement. I thought that each of the two thoughts complemented each other, actually. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong. But let, let's segue into the bit of the conversation because this came about because Apple Vision Pro, when it came, when it came out, well, it's not out yet. Um, but when it comes out early next year, um, basically this VR headset that takes things to the next level, they Appleized it and made it more just like, I mean, I doubt that. And at the price point of 3500 everybody's going to be walking around, teams are going to be walking around with an Apple Vision Pro. However, I, I let me ask this. Just what were your thoughts? I mean, I don't want to make this a tech podcast, even though I would love that. But but what were your <laughs> thoughts when you when you see that? Start with Aaron, I guess. Oh, well, I would say, number one, I do want because any true Apple enthusiast is going to say they never said it was a VR headset. So just for the record, that can be in the conversation. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, on top of that, in my mind, I think it is a first gen product that has the ram I'm looking more at the ramifications and actually what that is, what that is, because I do believe there's going to come a point where most people are going to be like, I am not putting that thing on my face and I'm not sitting in the middle of a room with people. I can tell you, but it could be because I'm getting old. Now I believe I am getting old. Cause when I saw it, I was like, there is no way I would sit in my <laughs> office with that on my face and let people, I mean, I know that you can see through and they can work out, but there's no way I'm sitting in my office with that on my face trying to get work done. 
I'm be like, just give me my MacBook and let me keep moving. So, yeah. but it's not what it is; it's what it will be. And when that is just a pair of glasses that overlays the world, then okay, this is where we're headed. It's just like I'm sure that when we saw the first iPhone compared to what my iPhone uh, 13 is, they're totally different devices, vastly different in the take we the things we the take we took on it back when it was a first gen product versus what I expect out of this product. So I know it's going to uh, evolve, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. I would have pushed back a little bit on the fact of the, the iPhone. The iPhone is principally just a, the same thing. You know, you had a device that that has a glass in the front, touch screen, haptic feed. Well, it didn't have haptic feedback in the beginning, but basically it took pictures or whatever it is. Now, obviously it's much better. I don't know. This one seems to be no, on a different level. We didn't have any of that when we first like BlackBerry was like everybody thought you had to have a keyboard and like you had the little scrolly mouse on the BlackBerry. Like nobody had seen kind of what the iPhone had. Like we had a right now we have thought process of what a VR headset was. But then again, Apple just took it to a whole new level, like to be able to like control something with your eyes. Like this is this is a I see you're saying. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, okay. I can see where you're going with that as far as the, how it revolutionized that space of, you know, no one's like, I want, I got to have a physical keyboard and then change the thinking that like, is there a phone that even has a keyboard anymore? Like that changed our thinking altogether. I, I, I guess, well, just because this is obviously a tech item, I do have an opinion about the tech world. I just do not see anybody mainstream paying $3,500 for a device that does not replace their current device. Like when you get a vision pro, do you throw your MacBook out? Are you insane? Of course you're not. You know, you still got to have a MacBook. You, you can't edit video on that for something that lasts only two hours. And I got to stay tethered to a wall, you know, like, so again, it's a first gen product. And again, like you said, what it will be one day, but as far as will it catch fire, will it become like the firefly that Amazon had years and years ago or whatever it is, it's possible. But I do think the interest of this is pretty high. Um, but, but anyway, that's just the tech side of it. But Aaron, Anti, when you saw it, what then were your thoughts then in realm of this conversation that we're having? Um, I'm not an Apple person, so let me go ahead and throw that out there. But, um, <laughs> he just got it, fans on this podcast. More people like Anton now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as my initial thought, and I know it sounds bad, I think it's consumerist and completely unnecessary. Uh, the reason I would not compare it to the iPhone is that the iPhone still accomplished something that you needed phones to do. Like, again, it did it in a cooler way. But just like everything you're saying about, like, it can track your eyes, none of these are really necessarily good things i think again we've gotten into this obsession with new and better um in a way that really in this particular situation is more destructive than helpful because just like you brought up phones like i said the razor had a camera it did like i said the iphone changed the way it was shaped but it gave you practically the same package as a blackberry and a razor put together with a new interface which is cool but useful most of what augmented reality does is things we already do just in a more time consuming and consumerist way. Just like, again, you brought up ready player one, like with all the ads, I don't know if you actually, how much you read of it, but just the yeah, the corporate know. market trying to take over every aspect of someone's life, yeah. which means that's what I'm saying. As you're walking down the highway, do you really want ads digitally on no, your glasses? Is that, is that, cause you know, that's where this is all, I was saying all, where all this is headed is to places that are completely unnecessary. There is virtually nothing that you can do in a, in a headset that you can't do in real life that's actually real. And I 
put the emphasis on actually real. Most of the things you're doing are, are things that if you actually worked hard, you could try to be. But instead, it's like I remember, and I guess it's just personal experience. I remember the first time I saw an ad, I think it was for um, the Oculus VR. And it was like Madden, and it was like, you can pretend to be, well, it didn't say pretend, but it said, you can be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And it's like a guy pretending to be the quarterback. And then it's like the, the picture goes off, and it's like an overweight man in its basement. And it's like, yeah, but you're not. You see, it would be excellent if you got out, out from your basement, worked hard, and became the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But you're actually above. Like, I, <laughs> so I'm saying that is reality. And I find that's the danger is the situation is that you can pretend to be great things instead of actually being great in real life. And I think, again, it's different than the games of the past, because I do think just like that commercial, it's like all the che- fans are cheering. Everyone's so excited. And finally the lights come up and it's like he takes the head off, headset off and he's so proud of himself. And it's like, is that is that what we're going for? Is, is that really what you want the future to be? Wow, I mean that that is an excellent point. Like to be dominant in something that doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> like man, what that that's a little that's a big letdown, you know. And but, but I will say my takeaway when I was as in the Vision Pro as it relates to this conversation specifically is there was another video that um, MKBHD did that was of interest. And he, because I, as soon as the Vision Pro came out, obviously I really wanted to know as much information. I was watching videos, people who had actually worn it and stuff. And it sounds silly, but I remember the feeling that MKBHD described. And I remember it years ago when I was watching back in the day, America's Got Talent. This was years and years ago that I was watching it. And it was this group called Fighting Gravity. And it was like, this was my group. I wanted them to win it all. And as they, what it was is basically they, they, they darkened the, sta- darken the stage and they all dressed in white. They had black lights going and they used a tennis ball and that tennis ball kind of floated and it did all these magical looking things. And they did this dance routine. It was so enthralling. As it got closer to the end of the season, they had advanced pretty good. It was interesting that when their final performances what happened is one of the guys made a mistake. And when you could see that the tennis ball was actually being carried by one of the men that was there and suddenly the magic was gone. Like, Oh, it's not floating. It really isn't floating. There's just a guy dressed in black carrying this. (laughs) Like you knew it was true. Like you knew it wasn't really floating, but it was like, you saw the magician's illusion it wasn't real and it kind of snapped you back to reality which then made it not as awesome like and this is what mkbhc was saying like you're just that vision pro he's like he put it in and it was like i want to go to i don't know like egypt and he was like well he was going to some rainforest place and then he's like oh you can see the birds you can like see everything just like the sun and like you almost in a way could like feel the wind even though you don't feel the wind and then you can see your hands and so you like you reach out and then you touch and you don't feel anything and it's almost like for a second like you feel like this is so awesome this is so real and then you're like struck back to reality of like this isn't real this is this is all fake and it's like because and it's like well you could have haptic feedback on your fingers and all that kind of different things but the bottom line is that's the danger I think with it is like the confusion of, Hey, this is just a video game. This is a really cool video game. But if you're going to live your life 
that this is real, <laughs> that you're going to reel your life, that you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, <laughs> like Anton was saying earlier, like like that's where it becomes to be like, ah, oh, I just think that there's a danger. It's not a, it's no longer a just a neutral form. I think of just entertainment when you're confusing the reality. And I think that with the Vision Pro, that was one of the things that took away, which is kind of like I just feel for some people, it's awesome. It'd be cool to do a lot of the, you know, just the the nerdy, nifty things. Oh, look what it can do. You know, kind of like people say bar tricks. You know, come, this is fun or whatever it is. But at the same time, the recognition of it not being real still has to be in the forefront. But anyway, going from there, even if you never even use the headset or different things in in the questioning, um, basically we're already seeing this kind of technology and this reality altering has already been happening in our smartphones, right? And with that being said, we might even just end the conversation somewhat here because this is going to be a a larger portion of it. But Aaron, as a photographer, well, first, let's just do Aaron, you talk a little about your photography and different things because I wanted to talk talk mainly about um, photography, computation, and all that kind of stuff. And and kind of we've already been altered our reality just by the very pictures we take. So – as a photographer. So first off, just tell the audience of those who don't know, like what what are your, I don't know what the word is. Tell us about Unsplash. Tell us about your followers. You know, I know it sounds self-serving, but I don't know the stats on top of my head, but just, just tell me what those things are so people get a base of where you are photography wise. I mean, I'm a photographer. I enjoy shooting nature stuff. And so, I mean, the Lord's been gracious. I've had a following. I think what the fifth most downloaded person on Unsplash um, as a community and things like that, but I do enjoy cameras, photography, and all such. So I probably have more cameras, more lenses than a person needs. But um, how I many do downloads enjoy... is on Unsplash? Um, well, I think what two million? Two million? Okay. Two... Wait, um, I I don't know. I I look at it on the high, highlights, and then I go. But I can tell you at some point. But I want to say it's. I know it's in the millions. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, def- it's definitely it's not like you know a couple of friends just downloaded your picture. Obviously, you know, no, and I've seen your really picture. <laughs> yeah, I've mom seen. Mom has helped me out significantly. No, it's twenty million. Sorry, twenty twenty point five million. Twenty. Okay, I'll say two million to twenty. Wow. Okay, so tw- <laughs> you really undershot that. Anyway, twenty. So twenty million, and then so you, you've I've seen I've I just know Rick Warren. Trump even used. I saw one of this from the Trump campaign, right? So, like, Let's I've seen your pictures used. Just say it's been used by the government. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. We're trying I'm to leave it. Messing. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it used on different political platforms. Put it that way. <laughs> Let's keep this neutral. Um, but anyway, so obviously it's been used. Um, you know, different things. So obviously, when you speak to photography and the video about MKBHD, he spoke to the fact that. Usually a photographer likes to have the raw footage like like you want to take it and do your edits after that. You don't you don't want the extra filters and all the extra glamour things added. True or false for you specifically taking pictures? Oh yeah, 100% true. Like the other night I was shooting a sunset and I can tell the way my iPhone shoots the sunset versus the way my camera does. Uh the the iPhone's trying to make a pleasing photo on that first drive. Whereas I just want the photo. Like I, I can do what I want creatively with the photo, but yeah, I would agree. I don't want it to do most of the things. I don't want it to soften skin. I don't want it to remove blemishes. I just want the image. 
Understood. Anton, would you have any thoughts specifically about this before we continue the discussion about MKBHD's video concerning the camera augmenting reality? I have some follow-up for Aaron about it, but anything come to your mind? Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, good. Okay, so basically, you know, one thing that really stood out to me um, that I thought I, I, I guess I knew intellectually, but I just never really verbalized it. But like, you look at a pixel photo, you look at an iPhone photo, and those specifically, they're they're different. Like, there's just no way around it. It's like, there's like the pixel photos. My friend has a pixel and it was just kind of, it's just brighter. And so I, I'm not as familiar with, you know, Huawei and, and the Xiaomi phones. I guess those are the big ones in China. And basically we can all take a picture of me smiling and all four photos would look different. Now, Aaron, true, false, is that what basically the takeaway then? All four photos would look different, even though same, the image is the same, correct? Oh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, you could have one that's trying to make you slimmer. You can have one that's trying to make you lighter. You can have one that's trying to, uh, like, do all kinds of, do all kinds of things, like remove blemishes. Yeah. yeah, but we're not, but with the thing, I'm talking stock photos. So this is not a situation where you're trying to add, do the edits. I mean, we all know that we can go into the editing in Photoshop and do a lot of different things, but we're saying as the native camera app stands, you can take a picture and the picture will not come. It will look different because automatically it begins to do what you, what it believes you want to see and can change your very appearance, correct? Yeah, yeah. And I would say for most people, if they're into into this kind of thing, you can, most of the um, Android phones, higher-end Android phones and the iPhone, you can turn it into raw mode where you can get the actual. But yeah, if you're not in raw mode, that camera's trying to figure out what you want and what's pleasing to you. Yep, and so I think the Xiaomi phone, um, a Xiaomi phone, I'm not probably not saying it perfectly right, but basically... I mean, in that one, it will alter your appearance to the fact that even like you can choose upon like always tuck my chin in or make it more pointed or make my eyes more open or whatever it is. You know, I think we all know naturally that our phones will make the grasses green or make the sun shine brighter. You know, like it will naturally do all of these things. Now, as a photographer standpoint, Aaron, you've already mentioned that that's not the way you want it. So, I mean, this sounds harmless, but is i mean do you care is there a bigger discussion here that's that's upon us because it seems that in the video that basically our photos become a product of someone else's vision technically you know it's kind of like so when we see pictures of ourselves in the past or whatever it is even though it seems like this is a silly conversation it seems there did be a little bit bigger because it's not like by permission this is taking place it's just that the market version that we want to see the world, that's what we are seeing. And it just, just, it just happens. All right. So Aaron, speak to that. Is there a bigger discussion here? Or is it like, come on, this is what we want to all see as a photographer, give the people what they want. What do you say? I think in this whole conversation that um, I, even though I'm, I'm enjoying it because this is the conversation I want to have, I believe we are actually afraid of reality. Like we're afraid Ooh, of, okay. we want everything to be, look different. And again, some of these are not a big deal, right? Um, if I'm taking a picture at the Washington Monument and I don't want people in it to be able to just like me and my wife standing in front of the Washington Monument, even though everybody in this world knows there's never been a moment where me and my wife could stand in front of the Washington Monument in the middle of the day and there'd be no other people there. But hey, that's what I want. But it's not reality. And okay, that's not a big conversation. 
uh, that I take a photo and it automatically whitens my yellow teeth. Like again, uh, <laughs> here, here and there, neither here nor there. Hey, it takes a few pounds off. It, it takes a few of the wrinkles out. And even all the way till we get to the big things of living in a whole new 3D world that's built for us. I think there is a an aversion to reality in all of these things. And I think we this is what we want. In some ways, we don't want to be seen with blemishes. We don't want to be seen as old. We don't want to be seen as what is who we actually are. And I think at some point, that's the conversation to me that is making me really think through a lot of these things. Again, on the surface, who really cares, right? If we take a, a family photo and somebody's walking in the back and we can take that person out. It's not reality. It's not the way it was, but I don't care. It's for the memory. Move on. But what happens mm-hmm. when we start looking back on all our memories and all our memories are things that didn't happen. Like it wasn't this way. And all of a sudden we're starting to move into a spot where what is actual reality is not what we want. And that we're trying to run away from that versus living in it to the fullest extent. And well, powerful, powerful point there. That could be an entire episode in itself. I'm going to keep on with the conversation, but Anton, do you have anything to add before I continue with an extra little viewpoint to what Aaron just said? Uh, I was just going to second it because that's exactly where I was going. Um, just the, the concept. And I think it is very important. And again, I'll put on my tinfoil hat and say it's a giant conspiracy as I feel most things are. <laughs> That it really is is uh, prevalent in society that no one actually wants to be who or what they are. And I would say just which I've said this in the past and I guess I'll say it again. Social media has been so devastating. Again, we've said this for young women and young girls for that exact reason. It is the, the exactly what it is that no one can be seen as they are and be beautiful at the same time. And I'll say in the same case, VR, VR, again, if you look at that same age demographic, which is I guess is what something that I speak to a lot is 18 to around 35. What is VR used for the most in personal home situations for men? Pornography. That, that's exactly what these two things do, in, in my opinion, and that's exactly who it hurts. And that's why I do think it has rippling effects. And that's why when people act like like Aaron brought out the little things that it can do, that could be helpful. That it's one of those um, cost-benefit analysis situations in which the the cost is far more than the fact that you don't have two people in the back of your photo. Like, it, it is detrimental, to I would say, to most young adults in our society as it stands and that's interesting it's kind of like you know people had out in the past hey watch out for this you know whether tobacco or whatever it is and these things and your health and, and different things what they're applying a warning and i think that even though i feel that it's really beneficial that i can take a picture and it automatically does the things that i would have done possibly in a, in a photo editing app the fact is we can't be naive to think that this is not being used in a way like is it the exchange is pretty high you know when this virtual reality my vr headset to play bowling on the wii versus <laughs> let's not pretend everybody's using it for bowling okay <laughs> it's, it's like with pornography being that which is i mean can you just you, you don't have to use your imagination too great to know we are giving tools of an experience and and do we make every decision based upon what people will do no but i am saying cannot be naive to what then is taking place. So I I know this is definitely going to be two parts because we have later on about the benefits and struggles and different things with these technical innovations that we can talk about in a little bit. However, 
is I want to get your opinion. I wrote this out and I want to get y'all's opinion upon this thought as it relates to this AI re, um, reality alteration specifically. So we understand, Go to, this is again, this is philosophy, gets heavy, but like, okay, live in a capitalist society. Is this then a result then of what a capitalist society? We always want to sell things. We want to make sure people buy things. And quite honestly, an engineer sits around and be like, how can I make life better? Have we hit a point, honestly, in our in our society today where it's like, you know, we have so many technological advances and so many conveniences that now it's just kind of like, I mean, we're almost like going to work to figure out how my life is inconvenient. You know, I look on Shark Tank to figure out, tell me why I'm not living the best life. <laughs> I mean, tell me what's missing. And, and I'm not saying that we we need a stunt innovation whatsoever. Don't hear, don't hear me on that. But let me think, let me finish my thought before the judgment comes. However, is, I mean, competitors, what do they want to do? They want to sell cameras, right? And so if you want to sell a camera, how do you do it? You got to make it what the people desire. So if I have Android user and I have iPhone user standing by, you know, a Xiaomi user or whatever type phone, and we all take a picture, of course, we're going to compare them with each other. Now, if the raw photo gets a real impression of what it is, then therefore that camera is not going to win. They're going to look and be like, yeah, yours is so dumpy, has low light, has this, has that. However, when you look at computational photography, where it's just kind of like, well, I've taken... What it will do then is you took a picture of a chicken, and so you took a picture of a chicken, and well, AI knows what a chicken looks like, so it's going to add it with more feathers and make that picture even more robust than even the picture you actually took. So then they're going to be like, well, of course we're going to use AI-type computational photography to be able to then add to that, so therefore your picture will then become. So therefore... Basically, is it true? Here's my statement that I want your opinion on. Is our current reality structured by the people who believe you will buy the reality they have created? Oh, man, this is getting crazy. But like, let me say it again. Our current reality is really structured by the people who believe you will buy the reality that they have created. Like, basically... We asked for it. <laughs> this is what we wanted. Like we wanted a picture of click and shoot or whatever. And that's what we have. Whatever expense it costs, this is what it is. Now, is this a bigger discussion or do you think, ah, I don't know. This is getting a little bit out there. Tinfoil guy over there probably feels me. But Aaron, what about you? <laughs> Starting with you. Well, how do you think? I mean, it, I mean, I'm relating it all to capitalism and our thriving to be better and creativity. I'm just saying is this a point to where it starts getting a little bit dicey as we continue to go down this path? I think there is, but I do believe this is one of the, there's a lot there. So let me just go through one. <laughs> um, Sorry, it was heavy. I was thinking about it for a while. <laughs> with, uh, we have time and resources to explore things that most people in the world have not had time and resources to explore before. True. Because we have those times and resources and sometimes we don't know what to do with our resources, this is why, and I'm not making light of these things, but this is why the folks who went to the Titanic in that um, little boat or whatever, uh, the little submarine thing, yeah. like, again, this is, most people back in history would not have had time or the desire to do that or the resources. But we have some of these things. And so, I mean, I guess, right, there have always been super rich people, but there's more of us, at least here in the U S that have more of that time. And so, yeah, we can buy the reality we want. <laughs> I think there is a portion of we buy the reality we want. We can, I can afford to buy into camera. 
I'm not rich, but I can afford to buy a camera that makes things look good. I can afford to walk around with a phone that, uh, that changes some of these things around. I can maybe at some point afford, I mean, I probably won't be buying one, but some people can afford a $3,500, uh, laptop accessory to be able to do some extra work. And so I think some, at some point we are trying to buy the reality that we want. And I, do I believe something's wrong with it? Probably, but I believe this is what happens when we live in the times we live. When you live in a time of war, you're trying to scrape everything together. When you live in times of peace, sometimes you have time to do things like this. But I could be wrong. I mean, you think it's just a natural progression of society and humanity. Anton, what are your thoughts? So I'm going to disagree with Aaron. Um, I don't, I think that is the way a lot of people look at it. And that's why like, a, I, I don't think it's as simple as people just have more time on their hands. I think that is, which I mean, people do. I'm not going to sit here and act like this. That's not true. There are other times in history that you could point to where people have also had a lot of time on their hands. I'm going to say it's capitalism without morality. Ooh, capitalism has great. to be tied to morality. Capitalism that is not tied to morality is what you see now. Like, for example, I would make the argument that pornography is just as addictive and problematic as drugs, but we would never sell drugs to people. And when black people did, like I would say, again, the black community as a whole, crack, when we go back to the, to the 80s, they all went to jail. But now those same people, not the same people, those same black people are locked up and white people are selling marijuana in Colorado. It's a billion dollar industry. What's the difference? It's capitalism without morality. When you unbrand capitalism from morality, you get a very confusing set of values and i think it requires for capitalism without morality to survive a lot of and again i don't like the term but i guess the work drones or work bees that are distracted i think that's what we have a mass of work bees that are completely distracted that have to live in another reality so they don't have to face the one they live in because it's very confusing just like right now it's it's odd and again i'm not gonna sit here and act like i'm a socialist but it is bizarre to think, at least in, in our city, that, which I, I could name parts of our city, but a very wealthy community in our city is right next to our homeless population. The average house is around $30 million, and then a block away, those people are broke, broke, like live in a tent. It's confusing. And I think capitalism without morality kind of creates an alternate, again, let's call it an augmented reality, if you will, that, that you have to live in to yeah. justify its its existence. Because if we all sat down and thought about it, most of us agree, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And to, to go with what Aaron said about people doing, you know, like the, the submarine people, the reason I would disagree with that being unusual is that there are always explorers and adventurers that did insane things that made no sense, who were incredibly wealthy. That is not new or uncommon. What is more new and uncommon is for what I would consider for us, who are just average Joes. Neither of us are like, again, the the epitome of uh, wealth or and all of us are do, doing fine. We're also not looking for what to eat. But we also, for most part, again, I'm saying on average, unlike people in the past, have very real, few social responsibilities. Now, we have social choices, not responsibilities. Like, in reality, if I never left my house for the next like, I'd be okay. And most people in the United States would be okay. That is what's different, is the ability to live and be okay without any real social responsibility. That is incredibly new. That is a bigger discussion in itself. Oh, man. There's a bazillion ways to go with what Anton just said there. But the aspect that I'm just going to highlight, because if I start talking about some of the things he said, I'll probably do it off mic, but is 
the capitalism without morality aspect. That's, I guess that's the, the, in my question and thought, that's kind of where I was kind of thinking in my mind, because it goes back to the original statement that I made in the beginning, like this whole discussion, like if you don't have a basis in God, like I, I'm not even saying that you are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and you're saved from your sin. I'm just saying a morality decision that there has to be that there is right, there is wrong, there is a God who says this is wrong and this is right. If you don't, I mean, wow. How does, like, it's not like your society is not going to do well because the righteous are not in control. I, I'm just saying it doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't work because at some point there has to be a line for society to then to be able to exist. And then when you have capitalism where you keep on continuing to gain and move and go and do and all these different things without this a moral compass to be found whatsoever, I mean, I mean, you you pretty much live in, you you pretty much are going to um, self implode to some degree. But anyway, that's a huge discussion in itself. It is. But, but can I add one thing? Sorry. Sure. Because yeah, because we're getting ready to wrap I, up. There's no way we're going to finish this. Sorry, I got <laughs> I got derailed. And I went a lot of ways that probably had nothing to do with this conversation. So I'm sorry. No, they were but, good. <laughs> but when we say when we say innovation, I think in the past innovation was tied to making people's lives better. And I think that's if I were trying to succinctly say it, that's what capitalism with morality is. I think now it's about a bottom line. And the easiest thing to sell is something people are addicted to. And I think that's the issue with capitalism without morality. You create addictions and then you feed them the addiction. I would say that's our food system. That is pornography. That is, I would say, the marijuana and alcohol industry at this point. We create addictions in young people and then keep giving it to them to make money. And I would say that's why when I look at things like this, I don't know that I would consider it classical, if you will, innovation. Because you're not trying to make anyone's life better or more useful. It's not like this has new utility that you've discovered. This is just something that you know people already buy, and you can repackage it slightly and get them to buy it more. Again, it's why I'm not an Apple fan, because to me, that's half of Apple products. It's an iPhone, but bigger. <laughs> so I just think that that's, now that's you're kind meddling. Of, now you're I'm meddling. saying that's kind of what Jimmy Capitalism Without Morality is, is a bunch of things. And, and now we're going to change the cord for no reason whatsoever. So they'll have to buy that, too. It's just... It doesn't even logically make sense. It's to me that's now I I, I was falling into the Apple thing, but I will <laughs> say this though because I I mean how many movies have we seen about like big pharma selling a product that didn't help that didn't help but they knew they had side effects and they went ahead and sold it anyway. Capitalism without morality. Anyway, that's a lot. So if you kind of felt the podcast was going in a way where y'all are so just talking about your lives and stuff and it's really not deep, well <laughs> today was your day. <laughs> today was your day. I don't think there's no way we're going to be finished of this, but as far as in this conversation specifically, just so you know, when we continue this conversation about Are You For Real, we're going to talk about obviously the benefits and struggles that we see about these matters, tips and tools that we find that be helpful in doing this. And maybe our situation is we just, you know, who knows, but we'll have that conversation and continue it as we have time to process more of what's being said. So with those things being said, Aaron, Anton, all hearts and minds clear as far as it relates to this episode, Are You For Real? Anything specifically you want to add or closing thoughts you had um the only thing i would say is i guess it turned in i thought it was gonna be an interesting conversation but now i have more to think through than i even when i started so <laughs> i would love if, if folks i know sometimes people get a couple episodes behind or whatnot but after you listen to this episode if you want to leave a comment or send something i of your thoughts of our thoughts because there's a lot of thoughts here <laughs> uh yeah. i think it would be helpful yep going a lot of different directions Anton, what about you Oh, no, I'm good. I 
we can go a, a long time on this one. This one has yes, a lot of branches. No, but that thing about not classical innovation, that was whew, that was something that was something special. But anyway, well, I hope that if you do have questions, like Aaron said, uh, email us at a burner for the times at gmail.com. Let me just reiterate how I thank very much for the kind comments that have been left, ones that have been texted to me, um, different people going through transitions inside their life as far as going from one job to another, whatever it be. And uh, we're just really grateful that it could be of help. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, we encourage you to do so. Um, I would say that, you know, in the podcast, probably my past three, those past three are probably my three favorite. And so really do hope that if you haven't had a chance to listen to be hopefully be a help to you. And uh, anyway, we're going to continue this discussion as we kind of look at it from a different angle next time around. But thank you for joining us for this episode. Look forward to you joining us next time. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Stay connected by looking for A Burden for the Times on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email us at aburdenforthetimes at gmail.com. Thanks again for being part of the A Burden for the Times community. And we look forward to you joining us next time.